Welcome to Self-Published Success, a show catered specifically to the innovators and entrepreneurs who sought creative control over their titles, chose self-publishing over traditional, and found overwhelming success in the process. In this show, we will introduce these risk takers and ask them a variety of questions. Why did you choose self-publishing? What were your results? And most importantly, what are some secrets to success? Self-published success is designed to get your creative juices flowing, to get you energized and excited for the road to authorship ahead. So sit back, grab your trusted pen and notepad, and get ready to gain tips that will help you along your own self-publishing journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Published Success, a show that highlights forward-thinking authors who chose self-publishing over traditional and found success in doing so. My name is John Feldman, founder and CEO of Visionary Literary, and your host for today's show. Our guest today is Don Dimberio. Don is an 83-year-old first-time author. After graduating from the University of Notre Dame, he spent most of his career in the plastics industry, where he was able to provide a good life for himself and his family. He's always been grateful for the sacrifices his family made in immigrating to America. But there was one story that, through the years, yearned to be told. It is the story of the three women who made his life possible. Don's book, The Sisters from Camp Obasso, which hit Amazon's bestseller list in its first week, can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, in this episode's description, and anywhere books are sold. Don, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you, too. Um, so before we head into the show, just to give the listeners a little bit of a background, Don and I have been working together for about two and a half years uh, to get his book to the place it is today, which is an Amazon bestseller. Uh, more importantly, out into the world, um, and as we'll get into in a bit, just telling the story of uh, of Don's mother and, and her sisters. So Don, give us a little bit of a background about kind of yourself, your career, how long this story has been with you. And then what finally made you decide this story needs to be out into the world? Well, as John said, I spent most of my career in the plastics industry in various various aspects of it and ultimately winding up with my own company. Um, and I had a very profitable experience in, in plastics. Uh, my, my family is, uh, is an unusual family. My wife and I have been married for 59 years. I'm, as John said, an 83-year-old first-time author. It's pretty old to get started being an author. But I had a story to tell. I had a story to tell that, that I, I lived the experience and the, the, uh, the, the interesting parts of that all my life. Uh, my family uh, started in Cleveland, Ohio, where my, my mother and her sisters immigrated to in 1916. And the three sisters, the sisters from Kavabasu, were very close. They lived next door to one another and across the street from one another. So we saw them uh, every day. I saw them every day of my life as a boy and gained tremendous insight into life and many things from their experience and what they were able to, to pass on to me. So uh, I decided a few years back that I really needed to tell their story. And that's kind of what motiva motivated me to be where I am right now, having having published this story. Good, good. So that, so your story again, 
um, for us, we, we know it, right? Um, without giving away too many details, right? Tell the listeners what, why this story is so unique and why it traveled through, you know, again, since 1916, over a hundred years, this story has been in your family. Why is it so important? And, and my thought here is, um, just because of what, what their ages and what they went through. So tell the listeners about their ages, right? When they, when they immigrated to America and then what they had to go through. Well, when they, when they came to America, they were, uh, 15, soon to be 16, eight and three. My mother was a three-year-old. Okay. And they came over from Italy, from Convabasso in 1916 and lived close to one another and were with one another almost on a daily basis for all the years of their lives until they died. Uh, you have to understand that Italian people, one of the first questions that you ask when you meet another Italian is, where were your people from in Italy? Well, it was real simple for me when people would ask me that question. I would say my mother and her sisters were from Campobasso, and I would tell the story, which I'm not going to reveal too much of it to you because it's the crux of what, the, what this book is about. Right. And when I told that story, people were amazed, and they would say, that is some story. You really ought to tell that story. And so, oh, I, I, I think probably about 10 years ago, I really decided, you know, it's time. Your, your days are numbered. You're on the 18th hole of your life. And it's time that you, you know, you tell this story. So it's there for posterity. And for, so the rest of your, of your family can know what their heritage is. And that's what I did. And that's why I told the story. Okay, excellent. So that kind of leads me into the next question as to why, why it was so important for you 10 years ago to realize like that this story has to get out there. Was it mostly for your family and future generations to know really to pay tribute to your mother and her sisters and not let that story kind of fade away with generations like many stories do? Or was it that you wanted to share it with others, with the public? Was it a combination of both? I thought it was a story that needed to be told, John. It was so, so amazing. And so, uh, as people will find out if they read the book, so incredible that it needed to be told. And I wanted, you know, not only to tell that story, but also to have have a, a record, a history of, of what my family went through, what my family, my family being my mother and her sisters, their existence meant to me. But without their existence, I would not have existed. So obviously it was pretty yes. important that I tell that story. And I wanted the rest of my family, which is fairly large, to to be able to look at something and say, this is, you know, this is this is what my heritage about is about. And especially for my children, my four children. And I wanted them to be sure they knew what their heritage was. So right. that's that's the reason. Right. Excellent. Okay. So you and I worked together for several months writing this story together. Um once we got to a point where I thought it was in good shape, you thought it was in good shape, you sent it to some family, some friends, they thought it was in great shape. It was a good story, right? So for anyone listening, this is sort of a, a it's written as a fiction story, even though it's about 60 to 70% accurate. On, and Correct. Uh, so we wrote it and then we started to reach out to literary agents and publishers. So let's move now into, into that process. Because again, we worked together for about two and a half years in total before the book was released. 
took us a few months to get the manuscript completed. And then we started to pitch literary agents and traditional publishers. So tell the, the listeners, the audience about what that process was like. Okay. I think I should say one thing before I get into that. I should say sure. that what I had when I first contacted you and we, we, we got together was I had a, a raw piece of, of sculpture that you finished. Okay, your input made it into the beautiful piece that it is today. So you need to take credit for that. Oh, uh, also, uh, we did have quite a quite a struggle with trying to get the uh, literary agents to accept the book. I, we, we, we reached out to many of them, probably somewhere around the neighborhood of 40, and tried to match genres, say, well, let's go to Let's go to publishing houses that, that like the genre of what my book is. And even that didn't work. Okay. So eventually we came to the conclusion that with letter literary agents, we're not gonna, they're not gonna publish this book. So we need to go a different direction. And with your capabilities, that was pretty flawless. Pretty easy to do. Good. Good. So with the that traditional model, right? So we did reach out to, you know, roughly 40 agents and houses. One of the things Again, it was either no response or a no thank you response. One thing in particular that that stuck out, which I kind of anticipated just given my knowledge in the industry, is that there were some who were interested, but the word count wasn't what they wanted it to be, right? So for a fiction novel inside of this genre, you would have to have roughly seventy-five to 80,000 words minimum. Your story is about 45,000. Right, so we would have to add thirty-five thousand words, forty thousand words to hit their desired mark, but then that would take away from your story because we'd be adding fictional components to your parents, to your mother's story. Um, So that was one thing that came back. And when we moved into independently publishing, you publishing on your own, the word count didn't matter. Right, so we still have this book for anyone who's watching. Don's book is right behind me. Um, it's still a perfectly, you know, 220 pages, 230 pages. Yep. Um, so that was one thing that came back that we didn't have to struggle with. So again, we spent, Don, what was it? A, uh, over a year doing that outreach? I'd say, yeah. yeah. Yes. And then once we kind of turned the page um, and, and went on our own route, it was a maybe a few eight to 12 weeks before we were launched. Wasn't very long. Again, right. thanks to thanks to your help, John, and your knowledge and skill of the industry and your capabilities. Okay, oh. so, you know, I, I need to say that. Okay, I need to give a little testimonial to, to what you meant to me. Okay, and, uh, you know, as a sidelight here, when I decided that I needed some help writing this book, I got online and I said, tell me some good ghostwriters. Okay, who are they? publishers or whatever, tell me. And they sent me five. I come with five. I picked your name. Okay. One of the best choices I ever made. Okay. It was pure luck. I knew nothing about you other than what the internet would tell me, but just something about you said to me, this is the guy you want to pick. And I didn't, I'm, I, I'm most happy with that decision. So I had to tell you that. Good. Well, thank you. And I'm happy to, it was again, for anyone when you do read this story, um, it is written as as a fiction novel, so it has that kind of page-turner mentality, but 
the the story is um it's unbelievable when Don first reached out to me I was kind of blown away asking if this was a true story and he said yes and it was uh it was pretty unbelievable so anyone who reads will see and as reviews and as um you know kind of the analytics came back in your first week we realized that this was a book that was um striking striking a nerve it had good reviews and a lot of sales in the first week which as we mentioned at the onset of this podcast landed you on the Amazon bestseller list so don tell tell us a little bit about because that that's a goal for anybody who writes a book right bestseller list whether it's a vanity metric or not everybody wants that recognition right we Absolutely. put in Sure. We together put in two and a half years of work and you were working on this again for 10 total years. So this is 10 years of your thinking all leading up to launch date. And then you finally get on that bestseller list. How did that feel for you? And then also for your family to know that this was such an impactful story? Well, for me personally, John, it was a thrill. I mean, I, I, I got a great high from it, from, you know, who wouldn't from seeing a book, with your name on it, okay? The author, Don Dimbario. I mean, right. you know, you, you've got to you've got to have a a just a, a high from that, and I had that. And my family, I have four children, uh, all of whom are in their fifties, and they're all very successful. And uh, they all encourage me, and and all really really like the book, okay? And it's interesting. I run into somebody almost every day around the neighborhood here. Will say, "Hey, I got your book. I read your book." And, uh, you know, so far, everybody has said they really liked it, whether whether they did or didn't. Everybody has said <laughs> they did. And uh, I'm, I'm very gratified with that. OK, so, um, yeah, I think it's a personal uh, accomplishment. I, I mean, you know, you kind of look back at your life and say, well, what did you do? You know, what's your dash like? You know what your dash is? You know, your dash is 1938 dash whenever you die. So that dash, you know, is what 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 tells you about your life. And, and I'm so happy that. I got this book as part of my dash. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story. Good. So I do have another question. Maybe this is taking a step back, but so when, when we made our transition right from literary agents to going our own route for you again, like I, I kind of was sprinkling the idea out there, letting you know that like we have this capability to do it on our own. But if you want, we can continue to go the traditional route. So when we made that switch, obviously for you, there were probably some nerves there wondering like, how is this going to turn out? Right. So what were, what were your fears going into the self-publishing process? And then what was the result? Like were, were those fears subsided in any way? Well, I, you know, uh, I was, I was a novice, so I really, you know, I really didn't know what to expect. Okay. I didn't know, you know, what, what bad things could happen. <clears throat> the only thing I knew, <clears throat> and again, this is because of you, I had so much confidence in you and what you told me. Okay. And, and you were able to say to me, Hey, this is something that we ought to do. We've tried, we've gone to all these literary people and they're not going to do anything. Why don't we self-publish it? And I thought it made a lot of sense. And I, I had known some people who, were involved in self-publishing before. And I don't think they were very successful at it because they they didn't have a John Feldman in their in their process. So uh, no, I I uh, I felt very confident in going to the self-publishing and 
was very, very uh, excited to see see that book, the whole copy of that book in my hand. Good, good. Yeah, that is a very, um, well, first, thank you for flattering me. I'm blushing. Well, it's true. <laughs> but it is, I mean, it is a surreal feeling. Even, even for me, helping others now, like when I first started writing and I would open my books, it's, it's an amazing feeling when you get that first proof copy in the mail and you open it and you hold a physical copy of your book with your name on it. It is surreal. Um, and even for me, as I get, you know, client books in, when I got your books in both paperback and hardcover, it was really, really exciting. So I, I think the turnout was, um, was amazing. Yes, I think so too. Good. Um, so at the beginning, we talked about where everyone can find your book, right? Um, just, I guess, before we get into like closing out here and saying where people can find your book, I like, this is, this is completely out of left field. So we didn't prepare for this question, but I would like you, if there are any listeners that are out there, right? So you're 83 year old first time author, and this story is with you your whole life. So on the note of like, it's never too late to start or to pursue your goal. Like you said, your dash, you have a dash. Why would it be important for anybody who's maybe on the fence listening to this episode to really just go for it? Well, I think I'm living proof of the fact that you can go for it. It doesn't matter whether you're 33 or 83. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's something that if you have just the slightest inclination, you should do it. Okay. And, and there are hundreds of thousands of books written every year and who knows what your story might, might wind up being. I never wrote this book with the thought that, oh boy, I'm going to be wealthy. It was never, ever in my mind, okay? And I used to kid the family when I was writing it, saying that that George Clooney would play me in the movie, okay? <laughs> and, and everybody would get a big kick out of that. So I think it's just it's just important to do it. Don't, don't you know, do things in your life before it's too late, you know? I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, I'm on borrowed time, so I know what I'm saying, that, you know, if you have the slightest feeling, if you have a story to tell, or if you have the imagination to write something, okay, do it. Best I can tell you, do it. That is an excellent message. I love it. Um, so then tell people where where they can find your book today, even though it was self-published, where can they find it? Well, Amazon's starting for it. In fact, when people ask me, they say, where can I find your book? And I say, just go to Amazon Prime and type in my name and you'll find it. Okay, and then I guess it's available in many, many bookstores, booksellers, whatever. So it's it's out there and ready to go. Right. So it is, for anyone listening, Amazon obviously is where we all kind of turn, but um, the book is available on every e-reading platform, um, every retail platform, um, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, anywhere books are sold, you can find Don's books if you just type in on your online search, The Sisters from Campobasso, or... Don Dimberio. Um, one last question, Don, that I need to ask. And again, because your story is so family centric, how did your family respond one to the book's completion, but then also going back to the question that I asked you, how did your family feel when this story hit the Amazon bestseller list? Well, my family was very supportive of it, starting with my immediate family. My wife was, was key in, 
and and the the person that really really motivated me to write this book and my four children, but also some of the outliers, some of the you know cousins and aunts and uncles and people in Cleveland. I still to this day get emails. I got your book. I liked your book. Everybody kind of kind of has enjoyed the book because what it really does is it 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 finalizes what they all knew was part of their life. They all knew that at some point in time, and again, I got to be careful there. I don't want to give away the, the central right. theme of the book right. <laughs> of what happened. Okay, and again, also it's important to note that what happened in the book had it not happened, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you because I wouldn't have exist, existed. Right. So uh, the family really enjoyed the book, even my immediate family and and cousins and aunts and people, you know. Outside my immediate my immediate circle of family, so very very enjoyed it very much. Excellent. Well, that is great news to hear. Again, ten years worth of your time and your thinking and your yes. input and your conceptualizing all came out, resulted in bestseller. But not only that, but your family um, is satisfied and happy, and this book will carry on for generations to come. So. Yes. Don, this has been an excellent conversation. Congrats again on your success. You and I will continue to remain in touch um, as we have for the past few years. I wish you all the best of luck with this book, with your family, um, and any other endeavors that you complete during your dash. So, well, thank you, John, for all your help, and it's it's, it's great knowing you and and your your expertise and your your capabilities are are excellent. Okay, and and. Uh, uh, one of the best decisions I ever made was was clicking on John Feldman. Okay, so other than that, it's good talking to you and have a great day. Thank you, Don. Much appreciated. Thank you for listening to this episode of Self-Published Success. We encourage you to put the tips and tricks you've discovered in this episode to use in your own author strategy. Please feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on your preferred listening platform. Until next time, continue chasing your vision of authorship success.